for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Season 23, powered by the fall podcast this is your uh co-host david riley on the mic tonight and just got back in from a hunt and we're going to break down that hunt and everything that went into it but before we do that i just want to say a quick thank you to all our sponsors latitude outdoors helix broadheads garmin exodus outdoor gear buck bourbon america's best bowstrings and prime archery don't forget guys in any of the the show notes that we uh of the podcast that we post every week and every day that we're doing a season episode in those show notes you can find the the discount codes for all of these partners so make sure you jump on there you know if you're going to purchase something use one of those codes and save yourself some money but uh let's break down uh what is today october 8th now this is my fourth hunt of the season 23 but you may be thinking well i've only heard you twice so did i miss your you know your update on your you know hunt number three no you did not miss my update but if you want to hear about it make sure you tune in tomorrow tuesday october 10th and you will hear everything about what happened back on october 4th my third sit of the season but let's uh let's let's get into it tonight, guys. You know there was a lot of the anticipation leading up toward to this weekend, and it wasn't because you know maybe I was right on the heels of a big deer or anything like that. It was solely because of the weather. You know we those first four days of October here in Michigan, it was you know low eighty degrees, the same south wind every day, so. It was very easy to look ahead, you know, around the 5th, 6th, 7th, the weather was really going to break. So if we rewind just a little bit, back on October 5th, Thursday, it was extremely, extremely windy, nasty day, and their temperatures were going to drop out. But not only were did we have those two factors, rain and temperatures dropping, but we finally had a wind shift. And so that was going to open up a lot more possibilities for, you know, some other deer and other areas for myself to go hunt. But the problem was, you know, on Friday, this weekend in my hometown, it was a homecoming, you know, and I have two daughters are in school and, and my oldest daughter, she's in high school. So homecoming is, it's, it's a big thing. And it, it's very important for me to be there 
and uh, you know make that priority one. So that was a plan. You know, even though I'm I'm going to be honest, Friday Friday looked like the magic day if you wanted to be out in the woods. And you know, Aaron and I talked about that on the intro to Friday's episode of you know the rise and the fall bow hunting episode one. We talked about how good Friday looked, and I'm here to tell you guys, yeah, the the cameras looked good on Friday. You know, as we went to the uh, the football game, you know, I was seeing deer out in the fields. So yeah, Friday had everything that it needed to be to be really good. But like I said, I had priorities, other priorities, and I spent my night at the football game. Then the next day, October seventh, which is you know on Saturday. That day consisted of my daughter's homecoming, you know, festivities. So that was that was what we were there to do. But I will say, once we got her dropped off, and then you know we did the pictures, the dinner, got her dropped off. We did all of that stuff. It did allow for me to go glass for about an hour. And let's just say this, guys, I I was you know fortunate enough to lay eyes on Big Barry. You you guys have heard me talk about him before. Um, Put eyes on them, filmed them, got some really good intel. And I was really, really excited to have that information in my back pocket leading into October. Shoot, I'm trying to think of the dates here, guys. October, what's the date? The 8th. Yeah, October 8th. And the anticipation has been high today. You know, I got some chores done around the house. You know, I didn't have a play on them in the morning, so it was strictly going to be an evening hunt. And anticipation was high. You know, I was kind of, you know, a little bit anxious all day around the house. And the conditions for today's hunt, you know, I had a a west-northwest wind, and it was pretty breezy. It was probably blowing 15 to 20 miles an hour. But when I was looking at the hourly, it looked like that was probably going to break that last, you know, hour of daylight and probably calm down to anywhere between... I'd say five to ten miles an hour. So I was really, really looking forward to that. But during the day, when I was looking at the hourly forecast, I kept seeing that maybe we'd get some cloud cover in the evening, which I wasn't too big of a fan of. You know, like I, you know, because all morning it was nice blue, sunny skies, and I was kind of hoping that that's exactly how it would stay. Well, you know, I I decided, you know, sunset's about 7.04 right now, so that makes legal shooting light, you know, ends at 7.34. And with no, you know, obligations of, of work or having to run, you know, the kids anywhere, I thought I'd get a head start on the night, and I actually head out about 3 o'clock. And it's probably about an hour to hour and a half earlier than what I've been getting out um, earlier in, during, uh, during the last week. And... It was, like I said, it was sunny skies and blue, so it felt good. And I, I really had to plan out my entrance to get into this area because I, you know, glass and big barrier the night before. And I'm going to be honest, there's not just one buck in this area. There's two. I, I would love to shoot. Um, I already talked about big barrier and the other one's TNT. Uh, kind of stands for tall and tight. And uh, TNT is is as impressive as a whitetail gets, especially for this area um he he's really really special i i would shoot i would shoot either one if they came in um luckily for me they seem to somewhat cross you know areas um 
they they spend time on particular square miles the same ones sometimes so you know it's that's kind of you know you hear me talk a lot sometimes with Aaron about this being a numbers game and having you know two targets and in a square mile really uh you know ups my odds just spending some time in there but I have a scrape up in this area that I was headed to tonight and you know honestly the scrape doesn't get a ton of activity but when it does it's usually the better box in there hitting it and it's such a small area to hunt so that's kind of the concept why I believe it doesn't get a ton of activity is because it you know I don't think the bucks are in there all the time but when they are in there, they're they're hitting that scrape most of the time. So I work my way in, you know, west, northwest wind. I work from my, the south to the north and made my way in there. My entrance was extremely clean. And like I said, I had to really plan out how I wanted to get in there and kind of took the long way around. But it, it really played off well because it I knew I knew everything was good, but I got set up and by the time I got you know, it probably took me an hour to get in there and get fully set up that you know, as I think I checked my watch and it was shortly after four, I completely set up and by four twenty five I had a buck working in. Now he didn't exactly do what I thought you know the movement was gonna be through there. He he actually kinda caught me off guard and, and uh had me, you know, kind of thinking, why? Why did that deer do that? And I sometimes I like when deer do that because maybe I maybe I miss something in my scouting, and when I can visually see an animal do something, maybe maybe it uh un, you know uncovers something that I need to know in that area. And that was you know right at 420, 425 or so. But right when he moved through, all of a sudden like we we had a little storm cell move through, and and uh, not lightning or thunder or anything, but just a, a pretty good rain came through and but then all of a sudden boom the sun came back out and I was like okay here we go like this is this will trigger movement and almost like clockwork here comes a, a doe and two two fawns and uh one was actually a button buck and he was he had a pretty impressive button buck honestly uh his body wasn't that big but his little buttons on top of his head it was like man that, that deer you know sometimes you see those button bucks where it's like they they're they're really they really stick out compared to the other ones, and that was this this buck. And they spent a lot of time in that area. They were just kind of browsing around. I there's some a little bit of acorns in there, but not a ton. But they were just kind of browsing around the acorns and just really taking their sweet time. And it, it the way they acted pretty much told me that I was probably the first guy back in that area. So that that was good to see. And then uh, I don't, it kind of got slow for a while. Those deer probably spent, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you know, in and around me inside bow range for that entire time. Like It actually got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to turn the camera off. I'm, <laughs> I filmed them enough. It's just a doe and a couple of fawns. So and then I end up seeing another buck, a uh, real small year and a half old buck. Um, he kind of just, he, he worked through, actually somewhat did what that first one did. So I in, instantly, instantly in my mind, like I said earlier, it's something I didn't expect. So once I've seen two deer do it, guess what? Noted. I, I won't forget it. I'll check it out in the off season or maybe here in the fall if I'm if I'm struggling, you know, throughout October here. But the, you know, he was he was a real small. That honestly, that first buck, he was a year and a half old buck. He looked like a mainframe eight point. And I think he's got some, you know, three or four inch stickers down by his eyes that almost go downward. Um, I'll have to look back at the film, but he looked like he has all the potential in the world to be something really, really cool. So we'll see. But then we had another, 
you know, like a, a rain cloud come through and it rained pretty good again. And when, when that one come through, that was probably pushing around 630 and it never really left the area. It pretty much rained all the way to dark. It got, you know, it got dark quicker than normal with the, with the cloud cover. And man, I'm going to be honest, there wasn't a whole lot of movement the way I expect the movement tonight, guys. And that happens, right? Um, I'm not discouraged about it, but I, I'm a little like scratch my head where I, I thought I could get up in that area and, and deer would be doing certain things and they just weren't. They were a lot of random, r random movement today and the weather didn't help either. Like the weather was like turned on, turned off, turned on, turned off. And it was, it was just, it just wasn't there. Not like it was the last two days. It was, you know, yesterday's weather was consistent. That's why I think I seen Big Berry glassing. Now, I, the one thing I was worried about, though, in my mind, I, I thought, guys, I was really confident that I was going to see one of these shooters and possibly get a shot, but I, I at least thought I was going to see one. But what I was worried about, that if, if I was, if I did see one, and if I didn't get that shot on them, how was I going to get out? That was a really big worry of mine. So I kind of planned a, a long way around exit, you know, like a, it was probably a lot longer walk than needed to be but I don't believe I bumped any deer out and this is an area that I probably plan on spending some time because if you listen to tomorrow's episode you know I'm not going to say much but you know now moving forward this area will be that my next uh my next target with uh you know Big Berry or TNT hopefully we cross paths soon but possibly hunt tomorrow guys or I mean tomorrow when you listen to this, it'll be today, Monday. Um, hopefully, I hunt today, and then uh, we'll see what the the weather looks like moving forward. I'm going to be strategic. I'm going to try hitting the best days when possible, and uh, continue my scouting. Kind of hitting the reset button after you listen to tomorrow's episode, and yeah, just keep, just keep, just try to keep on their keep on their heels, and we'll uh, see if I can't cross up to cross into one you know, inside of a uh, bow range. So, Hey guys, I just wanted to thank you for listening to another episode of the season 23. I'm a handful of hunts in. I have a really good story for you guys tomorrow and I'll take you along. Even after the, this story, I'll take you along every hunt after this. So thanks again for listening guys. We'll check you on the next episode. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.